0: A performer's life is about a fresh page opened every day and cooking some concert as the audience demands. Great
1: honour to have you as my guest today. Welcome to with Chitra, how are you?
0: Wonderful, thank you for inviting me.
1: You are a child prodigy and you are already an icon from a very young age. You know, I used to remember uh, watching you on the television uh, when I was in school as well. And, um, uh, you know, you had this Sunday broadcast of uh, Spirit of Unity concerts.
0: Yeah, in 91. And,
1: yeah. Yeah. yeah used to come around lunchtime. Yeah. So my father used to call all of us and say, look at this young boy how brilliant he is and you know you were a source of inspiration me as uh, when i was growing up as well you are a source of inspiration to many youngsters and many musicians that is something really very very amazing but at what point did you actually realize uh, what you just started off from a very young age has actually become your passion
0: by the time i even could think of i was quite in the thick of the profession i began performing when i was six years old performing was something like a thing of a great interest and a very playful activity for me somehow because I always had a deep passion for music I got into much more uh the bigger circuits by my tenths and elevenths when I played in you know, organizations like Music Academy Chennai or I even played in London for Bharatiya Divho and, and other places. So as I grew, my training became all the more intense. There was a point uh, when I came to high school when I knew that I wasn't succeeding in school because I was so much into music. Uh, that's when I think I realized more or less that music was anyways going to be my profession and that i would spend so much of my vitals trying to pass an exam in school which was getting extremely hard because i was traveling uh, every other day for concerts and it was quite a demanding profession even when i was before teens and into teens you know it, things naturally fell into place though it was a very demanding profession yeah you had to really make a choice but i didn't really have a choice in a sense i was too deep into music i was fairly well known as a, an upcoming artist a step backward to look into whether I need music was not a choice at that point in time because my father had staked a lot in terms of quitting his job and moving me over to Chennai and then pursuing music at an advanced level and there was so much of jealous uh, factors because you know when you come into you know the scene as 11 12 year old occupying the space of many senior artists at that point the only way forward was to work harder and to really prove that you were worth the opportunities that you they were given to you so there was no really choice if you were to that way right uh, was
1: there a certain amount of uh, joy when you accompanied them or when they accompanied you
0: see i used to watch all these uh, legends as uh, phenomenal artists with my guru paul Garth kv and swami sir or other or other of his contemporaries of those times it was a great thing that they agreed to support me as a 10 11 year old to accompany me on the stage but it came with its own huge challenges as a 12 year old 13 year old i was not so aware of maybe how uh, the sensitivities involved in a senior with a senior musician so it was a lot of challenge more so for my parents who are managing my career especially my dad so it came with a lot of uh, difficulty at that point you are playing with a senior artist who has put in five six decades in this profession but you are the center of attraction because you are 11 or 12 13 year old Mm. so it comes with its own anger jealousy. As a child my reaction may have not been the best uh, in certain scenarios but as a child what else do you know uh, obviously you know you may be the center of attraction at the moment that may not have gone down well with the senior artist it was a pleasure and a pain at the same time but I'm very grateful that um, those artists were quite magnanimous in supporting me as a child mm-hmm. artist setting aside their seniority. And yeah giving you the, the right
1: platform you deserve. You must have come across or overcome so many hurdles right from
0: a young age it is the pressure uh, of it uh, rubs off on you at a much later stage as a child my father kept me insulated from all his problems in bringing me up in some ways but obviously you know um, it's not an easy thing here in Chennai is the capital of uh, Carnatic music so to say so it's also a melting pot with uh, most prolific performers coming in from different states. Though I was a Tamilian from Tirunelveli, but I grew up in Karnataka. So I was considered an outsider, so to say, from Bangalore. So it came with its own challenges of getting used to the language and people often viewing you as an outsider than a part of the uh, Tamil fraternity. But that that was the case with almost all the uh, top-notch performers because they all came from outside of Chennai. Whether it be Dr. Balamalai Krishna or Mandu Jan or Chiti mm. Babu or Ravi mm. Keren, myself, and a host of them. Right. Yeah. You
1: started off with uh, Carnatic music. Yes. Uh, you had two or three gurus in Carnatic music. Later on, you had the opportunity to learn from Maestro,
0: late uh, Pandit well. So. Pandit yeah. See, my main gurus were only my father, all got Kevin and Swami sir, and then Pandit Jastrajaya. In between, I began with R.K. Srikantensar in Bangalore but that was only for a very, very short duration and he also didn't t- teach me personally. Some of his senior disciples started me off, but I have acquired my knowledge through so many sources. There used to be times when um, some of the very knowledgeable musicians who couldn't make it as performers have recorded certain compositions or have taught me some rhythm combinations. And that way I have acquired my knowledge through many sources. Right. What has been their influence on you? So the, my time with Palgat, Kevin and Swami Sir, I still remember quite vividly that it used to be a very intense uh, time when he used to teach me the very final aspect at a very advanced level. That was between my 7 and 11 years of age. So it was meant... Really very taxing. Every lesson used to last three, four hours. The beauty of what he taught me was not particularly his style of music. Not, uh, he was not a guru that would, in, 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 that would say, oh, you have to only follow my style. He taught me music at a very fine level as to how to see music, how to approach music, which I realized the importance of that much later in my life because the foundation that he gave me, whether to how to align yourself with the Shruti, or how to look into the gamaka structures in Carnatic music, how to dissect them. So these were the things that he taught me, the values, the perfect values of how to process music, how to understand music. That was what was the strength upon which um, I could build up uh, my knowledge. That was the most important stage of my life. But my father has been uh, an overall guru, who was also very knowledgeable. You know he was, though he was a biochemist by his profession, but he had learned a lot of music. So he knew the right kind of input, to give me so i had some rhythm training he was the main person who even today relate to every day in whatever i bounce off my ideas i always have a frank discussion on music with but then pandit Jasraji came into my life much later much much later nearly 20 years of being in this profession of course he was a phenomenal performer so he gave me a lot of insight into how hindustani music functions what are the do's and don'ts, insight into Hindustani ragas, the way the progressions with the ragas work. That was another uh, fabulous time you know, of learning for me and the uh, one that helped, uh, I would say, helped with me you know, in the Jugalbandi performances because I have more than a thousand Jugalbandi performances with almost all the senior artists of the north of India. So it, it gave me a great insight into the music, so gelling with anybody was more like speaking the same language. And
1: what was your rapport
0: with uh, your gurus? was a guru, typical guru-sishya strict relation. He was a very kind man but obviously uh, I was very playful at that time so I had to be dealt with pretty strictly so that um, bondage of a very affectionate guru versus a student who was very affectionate of his guru was not so much felt. At that moment you know I saw him as a very strict guru with Pandit Ji, also was a very strict guru but then with him I had a different equation in a sense. I was a performer already. I have been invited by Pandit Jasrajji to perform in his festivals. But he was a strict guru, of course. When it came down to teaching me, it was a very strict business. But then he used to treat me very kindly and we had other aspects of understanding between us. There used to be moments when I used to drive him around uh, towns and then I would fly with him, accompanying him in many of his trips. It was a great relation, I would say, where I would treat him as a guru and he would also treat me as a student. Plus, he would also recognized the fact that I was a performer from a Music. So Whenever I used to perform with him, he would introduce to the audience and say, he's not just my student, he's a flautist who's performed a lot around the world. And then I would ask him to play Carnatic music for a few minutes. So, he, he was a very generous man of that kind. Very interesting.
1: Now, as a soloist, what is your relationship
0: with your audience? And how do you connect with the audience? It is, um, anybody would be lying to you if they say they're going to perform play for themselves. The performance involves taking into account the kind of audience that you're playing for. Performance also involves uh, taking requests from the audience, interacting with the audience, tweaking your performance depending on how it is proceeding uh, on a particular day. I would say I will give it my best and I would employ my training and resources to the fullest when I perform. And also look into what the audience would like to listen to. It's, It's a combination of playing for yourself and also taking into account what the
1: audience
0: Do you need to a balance between the two and oh it is certainly a striking a balance even in a performer's life there are many reasons why you're invited hmm. you're teen years you're invited because you're good and you're young after a while a certain maturity is required for you to handle a certain types of performance and later you're invited to a certain environment because you are very young with full of energy you can turn around a concert and get the audience going because hmm. uh, there are situations where we would come in in between two very senior artists like in their 70s whose music would more be in a path of slow but very experienced kind of music which may not have an entertainment value for the audience so you are invited in between the two to bring in some energy and keep the energy going in the audience as performers we go through a variety of acts variety of stages when you are expected to act certain ways depending on your age factor and whatever the instruments you are playing with. In fact, even choose to play a certain key in the instrument, depending on which audience we are targeting that day. If I'm going to play for students, I'm not going to sit and play only bhaj. I'm going to be in a very combative mood to engage with the audience because I'm playing for students who are not there to be on a path of spiritualness or whatever. They want that uh, energy level in the music. A performer's life is about a fresh page opened every day and cooking some concert as the audience demands. And that is why uh, certain performers are successful and certain are not, per- not so successful. So
1: true, I had the opportunity to attend uh, a few concerts. The feedback after the concert, some used to be very positive and overwhelming and some others I didn't even understand anything. So there was an audience disconnect. So. What you said is is very true. I think it's important to establish the wrapper between the kind of audience you're going to perform before, right?
0: It is, absolutely. And every successful performer would have done his homework. If it is a series of concerts, Mm. we would also inquire on what the other artists played, what what was the response to those ragas. Instrumental music is, though it is is appreciated by the masses, there is also a difficulty with uh, not being able to connect with lyrical content of the music. So we depend mainly on melodies and uh, the ragas that could work. Maybe the audience is very familiar with ragas like Kalyani the famous ragas that have been either popularized due to some movies or uh, some famous Carnatic musicians or even in any time we are capable of playing more than 500 ragas at any given time but the audience would only be aware of about 25, 30, 40 ragas, which they would so like to listen to, at least one or two of them in a concert. If you play everything that is, uh, that is not so familiar with them, they would uh, immediately consider the concert not so successful. There are many factors in a concert that one has to go by. There's also, there are also factors of how we choose our accompanying artists to suit the occasion. Every artist will not be suitable for a certain occasion. And we ourselves as main performers will not be suitable for all in one. Mm. Our styles, will have have some suitability with something some occasions and will not have some suitability with certain occasions but in those times we also have to think about how to tweak our art presentation or we'll have to partner with other artists who could bring in that element to the concert a
1: lot of planning beforehand needs to
0: be done it's a thought process beyond a point it becomes a normal day at work when we get on stage we will have a feel of the audience we don't we need not have, have done any homework for it amazing You've
1: always been a, a
0: classical musician.
1: I'm sure you must have been easily approached by many composers from the film fraternity for music composers. Was that a very conscious decision to stay away
0: from uh, film music? I'll tell you something. In, in Carnatic music, instrumentalists are not so much in demand with the film industry. In most film industry, it is the vocalists who are in great demand because every song involves lyrics. Instrumentalists are more or less session artists who play as a background score. Right. Okay. I have been part of two three movies, but not so many where my expertise perhaps was required. But predominantly, the movie industry has musicians very specialized in that. Now, for instance, a flute player in the movie industry of India is expected to produce sounds of the birds to sounds of the you know, sirens of an ambulance to everything that is out of the box. So there are musicians who are session artists who can produce all these effects according to the composer's uh, demands and vision. That uh, a classical flute player is often not, especially South Indian classical flute players can't do that job. The North Indian uh, flute players have been slightly more successful in uh, playing film music like Pandithari Prasad Chaurasia or uh, Rono Majumdar or even Rakesh Chaurasia. all these have come into the music, you know, movie industry first and then branching out into classical music more later because Carnatic music per se has a very very strong flavor to it so which is not very suitable for uh, the film industry which needs more lighter tones lighter ways of playing for the fear of uh, Mixing up classical and light, we often don't venture so much into it. I understand.
1: Education through music in the younger generation, what are your thoughts?
0: It is absolutely essential. Youngsters are exposed to, uh, if not one, more than one instrument or form of music. It is 100% essential. I have had uh, the good fortune of playing more than a thousand school concerts in India alone wherein I have gone into the corners of the country to share music amongst the school children. They are absolutely elated when they see performers like us. Sure. But unfortunately, the pressures of academics being so in India, music has not found its rightful place in school, the way it has found in Europe where I also go and play a lot of uh, school concerts. All over Europe, there it is part of the grading system. Everybody has to learn a musical instrument. That kind of develops uh, interest in you know children, and later on, as adults, they would you know support the music of their country, the, the art forms uh, more passionately. Unfortunately, in India, that has not taken off fully. Right. And it is also learned, it believed that anybody who has pursued music have been better human beings of some kind some form of art, I would say. I think as students, drama, painting, some form of art, are, if, if possible, everything would be an asset that would help them.
1: Yeah, it will enable them to learn
0: and appreciate things around them. Oh yes, certainly. Music, I would at times think those who do not understand music have lost so much in their life. In India, it is uh, very much, you know, parents, uh, if you take up music quite passionately, they're so afraid that you would not pursue academics and that they would not be able to get their children married or get them placed or settled. But today that thing is kind of opening up. Parents are becoming more bolder in letting their children explore their heart. So
1: true. As you rightly said, Things have started opening up. People are trying to see the opportunities and uh, you know the benefits of learning music right from a young age.
0: Music is still treated as a secondary profession, unfortunately. I collaborate a lot, a lot with the Western set of musicians. It's very common for a Western musician to have had some sort of a degree in music. So a lot of professional musicians also have a day job as a musician somewhere in some setup but during this pandemic it is all the more proved certain sections of the society have been more useful than certain se- section of societies like musicians they've come as a useful tool for a lot of people to bring some solace at this yeah. moment whoever took music as a profession have really found it very hard to survive during this time so if I were a parent for instance who thought music is not a viable profession these pandemic times would have proved my point very right especially in India a subject of not much support neither the government are able to support because there are so many people below the poverty line otherwise so music comes as one of the last priorities of support you know so during these times i would think parents would be more than happy that their children did not take up music as a profession
1: (laughs) that's really sad because as you said, it is. the pandemic has really affected the entertainment sector because uh, of, you know, the live concerts, performances. But does not uh, rule out uh, the most important factor that what music can actually do to you?
0: See, the main issue here is majority of the audience got used to free performances free content on YouTube, social media. So now suddenly during a pandemic, when people were asked to pay money and listen to music, yeah. they were not so interested in supporting that, which is rather unfortunate. Otherwise music could have been an equally viable profession just as any other profession. Yeah,
1: it has changed the uh, the, the format of course which may not be that satisfying both as an artist and also from the audience perspective and not only that there are too many musicians who have taken up to the online uh, portal these days especially during the pandemic perhaps that could be one of the reasons why people are a bit hesitant to pay and listen to the performances what are your thoughts
0: there are two kinds of musicians musicians who would use the social media platform to popularize their art their talent and then expect live performances and well-paid performances to come their way that was there's a normal way of how we function as professional musicians but there's a whole segment of musicians who can never be live performers but they're good content creators for social media platforms wherein the audience attention span is very short A certain music track that a novice of a musician would have created would become viral on social media with millions of hits giving an audience an impression that this is a legend when he is a novice and now there is a mix-up those people will come onto the live platform and find themselves totally in a space where they cannot handle it so you have both ends to the issue as a live performer i would i would say that no day an online uh, concert could equal the experience of a live performance and during these difficult moments the audience have a responsibility in them to support good artists who are producing you know online content because they are not able to get on stage and present live concerts and not expect it for free Because for some other artists who don't care you know because they cannot ever get on the live stage they would just belt out as much possible free content onto the social media that shouldn't be compared even to professional artists who have done years of sadhana There should be some diligence on part of the audience to support Mm -hmm. genuinely good artists who are working day and night to preserve this art form. At the end of the day, the governments also should support. After all, Indian classical music or its food or uh, the various art forms are the recognition that the country gets. If, If I go and say India, they are more reminded of the Indian classical music or the Taj Mahal or the Dal or the... the monuments nobody talks about doctors or lawyers or uh, computer engineers though they're all equally great profession art always has a special place in the minds of people and identity of a country yes it's just I don't know why but musicians are not considered a part of this community they say oh there are so many poor people to help so what does it mean that musicians are not poor enough to be helped I'm not talking about uh, musicians at large Carnatic music or Hindustani music has very rich musicians not so rich musicians and dirt pure musicians in every like in any other profession for instance in Carnatic music you have a lot of Nadaswaram artists, Tavil artists, folk artists whose very existence is driven around where they live like they perform in weddings, temple uh, celebrations or uh, processions of uh, various kinds their whole work happens around the place where they live.
1: There's clearly a disconnect as a musician I've always been very intrigued. Could these collaborations have an impact on your work with your standard uh, classical repertoire
0: at times yes it could be uh, it be at multiple levels it could be purely reproduction of an instrumental technique that you heard with your fellow flute player from the west or mm-hmm. a winds player or mm-hmm. a certain movement that would have troubled you when in collaborations it's all about adjustments it's all about what you bring onto the table and what they bring onto the table during the course of that there would be certain difficulties that have to be overcome because of the, the different genres of music Music that we represent this understanding and impact of each other's work is felt on many levels how they plan a concert how they visualize music how they visualize silence between notes and uh, how they approach composing itself on the whole what they expect in a composition and they also look at our music in a similar way these collaborations bring about a lot for each other uh, to understand and there is a lot that we learn and we also try to incorporate uh, in our uh, own concerts also. Right. it has a profound influence on each other's works whenever you see a Western say for instance I was on the Grammy nominated album with uh, the great John McLaughlin so I mean recording with them with him one would see the amount of fine-tuning that he would do amount of how on top of things he would be and how they visualize work so it would give you a great insight Carnatic musicians never looked at art that way wow. for instance On striking Thing that I have observed in the w- musicians of the West is none of them are very devout, religious people. Whereas in India, musicians are quite devout and very religious. And there are certain sections of musicians who would associate even the beginning of a concert time to or the planes they would take to their uh, next cities to uh, a good uh, rahu column, or you know the, they would look into astrological calendars before they set out on a journey. But whereas in the West, I've seen people who would r- live. By the rule of law they would not go to churches they do agree that there is god but they would not believe it is in a in a form of a temple or or an idol to worship so you you learn from a variety of things like this seniority doesn't matter your expertise does not matter you show up as a professional musician at a nine o'clock for a rehearsal you have to and nobody is higher than the other everybody is the same in the room everybody has a role to play to bring together a concert to fusion but this is not the way often we visualize in our field There's a huge place for the aura of the musician his seniority his name one often would not argue with him uh, as senior artist you talk about music incorporating music but I'm talking about situations where musicians have so much outside of music also to learn from each other how they pursue their art how they practice their art so much to learn so collaborations uh, are the only way that a musician has progress uh, the great Pandit Ravi Shankar was uh, an epitome of uh, that essence of what collaborations really meant even when he collaborated with his own uh, you know guru uh, Bandhu you know in, in Alik Barkan sahab the very Jugalbandi was so much of a give-and-take. He was a perfect example of how collaborations should be. And take Ustad Zakiruza and take numerous musicians in the history of Indian music. Uh, they've all uh, progressed and they are all the names they are because of not just their own music that they play but they're also the enormous work they have done in terms of collaboration. So
1: that's very insightful. What is very special about your style and your flute playing techniques? What is it that that has made you different
0: from the others? Often I think coming from a lineage does more harm to you than help to you. I didn't have a lineage to boast of. My father, my grandfather was a farmer. All our families were into Vedas and um, it's typical Iyer community of South India. My father was a professor of biochemistry and an amateur flautist. Perhaps that was my strength. I didn't come from a background of flute playing. I had no gurus who taught me formally how to play the flute, thereby influencing my way of playing flute. So I think that was the biggest contribution that I could have had as a not coming from a lineage. Because whenever you come from a famous lineage, you're often compared to your ancestors who were part of the lineage, the styles they represented, and then it would also mean perhaps that you were. Concerned restricted because of that. So I had gurus, uh, vocal gurus, thereby uh, I I was on my own in the ways I wanted to translate music onto my instrument. So I had to find my own ways. So therefore uh, there was a whole 20 years of my time that I spent practicing this instrument at a very high level, advanced level uh, performing. So all those collaborations, everything kind of added to the way I played the flute. Thankfully, I sounded so different from my contemporaries. You know, I was able to establish myself as a very different artist from the others had I followed the same uh, beaten path of a legend I would say beaten path because every legend creates such an impact with his work anybody pursuing his work would often fall into the trap of being compared to him the creator of that style so maybe my students would have that disadvantage tomorrow because they will be often compared to my work this is a very difficult thing in uh, any student's life so as a student if you are uh, lucky enough to get multiple you know various inputs in your life the you know musical uh, inputs that you know in your uh, student days that. You get an idea to think so differently from your guru, you're really fortunate. And gurus also should encourage that because if the guru wants to just replicate himself in a student, it is the greatest disservice that he could do to his student. Because when the guru is such a legend and his works have been so well heard and well published, the audience cannot think beyond the guru when it relates to their works. Guru should always teach the student how to see music. As a, as a, in, a, in, a, in a much broader sense, so that the student can utilize that talent to take his art further. My flute playing was a product of that thing where I had to develop my own style and I had to fend for myself as, as far as translating stuff onto my instrument was concerned. So thereby, I was very fortunate to create a style for myself. Yeah,
1: that's right. If you have a, a great lineage, perhaps your bars are immediately raised so I think it's a, it's a
0: challenge. You also place on record that these techniques that I've made were not with the intention of creating them. I never had these intentions. It was all the thing that I observed and absorbed as I progress in my career. But today, you see, I'm very happy that a lot of flute players, I get calls so often saying, hey, you're playing in the radio. But when I actually check out the recording, it is not me who's playing in the radio or the mm-hmm. recording. I'm very fortunate that way that a lot of youngsters have Mm. imbibe my style of playing. But the thing with music is that you don't get credit for that somehow. You know every musician just comes in, does whatever work for himself and leaves, you know. You are a child prodigy and you have created your own Yeah but it's not like a ba- Tinted subject which is in you know, a copyrighted. Yeah. We are also products of what we heard, yeah. and uh, the next generation will also be products of what they heard of us. Sure. It will be good if each one credits each other for where they got this inspiration. Yeah. I think this is more prevalent in West, West where musicians openly really. thank whoever created that work and they say, I've been inspired by this, I've been inspired yeah. by that. They have nothing to lose. Yeah, who are your old moments? No, I would lie to you if I have a role model. <laughs> no, I don't have any. But I have great admiration for a lot of wonderful musicians whose music I've heard, whether it be Pandit Ravi Shankar or Vilayat Khan, my gurus, the great exterior musicians like Shaman Shinwa Sayar, G. N. and Balasubramaniam. But I've always told myself that I shouldn't copy anyone, that I have been totally against that. But I have emulated a lot of musicians and their ways and the perfections levels of perfections or the sincerity to art why just music I mean a lot of uh, you know others from other professions have also taught me a lot right. but I don't think I would like to call anyone particular name as a role model sure what is it
1: that you want to achieve through your music
0: it's a kind of high that I get when I play music that is a high that I would always look forward to achieving within myself it could be in creation of an instrument it could be so many different Kinds. Today, I may be elated at, because I found a new technique that I could use in a concert or teach my students. The highs vary from time to time. I, I, at the time when I came into the field, my biggest goal was to play in some of the uh, from some of the nations that were farthest from India or to the different concert halls that people would often rave about. But having done that all now, the goals they're constantly changing. So in the last few years, I worked um, a lot on implementing uh, the longer bass. Flutes as primary instruments in my concert because those were the uh, instruments that were predominantly used in North Indian system of music. Yeah. Often people would come to tell me, oh, I loved Carnatic flute, but it is a bit sharp on the ears. Or they would say they loved my bass flute segments more than they loved the short. There were a lot of technical issues of how it could be integrated into Carnatic music as a main instrument. So now I can successfully say I've done it. So like that, I have had so many major milestones to achieve. Music uh, has provided a lot of those. For me, if I hear back my recording that I made in the mid 90s as a teenager, I would still find it so interesting, and I would really tell myself that I cannot play like that today. So it's a journey. You know, you cannot say that your childhood was more better than the adulthood, or adulthood (laughs) have been better than. Every, every stage has its own uh, pluses and minuses. I, any musician's life, whether it be his profession as to where he performs and how he performs or his own music should be a reflection of uh, the times that we live in and also should be something of a kind of a journey that has been different from the year before or the decade before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. it has come naturally to me think my goal uh, if I were to have one would be to popularize Carnatic instrumental music which has always received a secondary treatment by the Carnatic music audience also I mean I'm not blaming anyone for it because it's a lyrically rich system right. of music the vocalists have always been a very dominant factor yeah. in Carnatic music which is fine I'm I'm also a great uh, lover of vocal music and I've also all through my life learned vocal music but I also feel that Carnatic music's instrumentalists should get more recognition and attention than what they have received so far hindusani music is much more popular than canatic music so i would like to see it on par uh, because both are equally great systems of music mm. today it is getting more popular uh, as the days are go, uh, going by so a lot of lot of canatic musicians have contributed immensely to that yes it has i a long completely way agree
1: with you
0: Both in life? Be the best in what I do. What are your strengths? My fluidity of how I think life is. I'm not rigid in life. How would you describe yourself? A person who aims at perfection, though, though I can never be perfect. But I would uh, like to see details in everything that I do. I'm a person who has uh, very strong likes and dislikes, for sure. And I'm also a person who is not so much into... I don't like to have controversies.
1: What profession other than your own do you like to attempt?
0: I'm a big aviation uh, buff. So, if I had not been a musician, I would have certainly been in aviation. Right. What do you do to relax? Well, I think travel, looking around If you could go back in time, what would you do differently? I may have started my profession a bit late, uh, enjoyed my school days or college days a bit.